Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 609 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be having a chat with Wayne from That Is Beyond about his social media presence and his online blog. We'll be joined by Susan Murray, the Red Imp herself, to talk about the Red Imp Comedy Club for March. On top of that, we have music from JP Riley, Tom Withers and Aaron Page. It'll be good to have a bit of a natter with them. Also, we'll be hearing from LGBT Plus Sparkle. They have been doing some fantastic work, as you know, over the last few weeks. They have a chat with the Samaritans coming up this Thursday, so we're talking to Gray from the team at Wolverhampton Samaritans about that. And Fired Up Theatre will be joining us for a bit of a chat about their latest project, which sees them in the town of Sudbury. That's coming up. Plus, you can hear what happened when I caught up with Calabro when we had a chat about their forthcoming gig at Trentham Live 2021, when they will be appearing on the Sunday alongside the likes of Jay McDonald and also Alfie Bow. That's coming up on The Milk Bar this week. Fired Up Theatre are used to doing work in their native Staffordshire and West Midlands. However, they're about to head further afield. Simon Quinn joins us now to tell us more. Hello, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Is the world treating you well? Yeah, not too bad. We've all got to sort of uh, just get on with it and blank everything else out if we can. So we're um, we're off to sunny Derbyshire now, so not too far away from Staffordshire and uh, the West Midlands, but uh, an interesting project coming up. Or It's just about just started, actually, so... But uh, that doesn't mean that people from the West Midlands can't get involved, as I'm uh, sure you'll let me explain in a bit. Okay, dokie. I mean, we're used to you working on a lot of different projects. There was a fantastic audio project that you ran last year. All this sort of tying in around lockdown back then. Uh, it's been a troublesome time for the arts, he says, understating things massively. But that hasn't Very stopped true. you doing some work, has it? No, we're, we're quite fortunate in that respect. This was a project, um, it's based in Sudbury in Derbyshire, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a million miles away from the East Staffordshire borders. Well, we and know Sudbury, because that's where you've got the uh, the Museum of Childhood, haven't you? Absolutely correct, right in Sudbury, Sudbury Hall and the Museum of Childhood, absolutely right. Um, but what's not known or what's um, from from outside the area of Sudbury, there's a um, decommissioned gasworks, mm-hmm. um, a very, very minute gasworks. It was built in the 1800s and its gas holder was removed in 1930. And through these lovely people of the Heritage Lottery Fund and the Sudbury Restoration Gasworks Trust, they're now looking at um, reinventing this gasworks as um, a hub for the community, including very very sort of intensive arts projects hopefully and that's where we've we've um, managed to come in and uh, assist if you like so we're looking for stories memories from anybody who's visited Sudbury maybe the Museum of Childhood the 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 hall itself uh, anybody who knows anything about the gasworks because the idea is they want us when times get uh, hopefully back to normal to create a um, promenade piece of theatre as well as 
uh, looking at doing a virtual zoo murder mystery based around um, the area of Sudbury, hopefully. So, I mean, a, a lot of interesting work to be done there. And uh, so you'll be drawing actors from uh, across the, uh, the region as ever. Plenty with a, a Derbyshire accent, I'm sure, who will uh, fill I'm those sure, roles yeah. that side too. But uh, it, it's a great chance to explore something. And, uh, you know, from this project, we may see something similar that you'll get involved with over here. I know you've done work over at uh, Canic Chase uh, at the... Uh, the, the colliery and the and the museums uh, that are over that way. So this, this is you, you are now becoming very much uh, a sort of industrial heritage style piece. So before you know it, we could see in the Black Country Museum as well. Well, it's funny you should say that, Jason, because um, you mentioned earlier in your introduction about the audio project that we did, mm -hmm. um, which is based around the fictional detective Amos, and that one was based around industry. We're now looking, hopefully, to expand that to areas such as you say, maybe the Black Country Living Museum, Bantock Park, for instance, something like that, or Ironbridge Gorge. So any sort of um, museum or um, her heritage um, location based in the West Midlands who are looking for something that's kind of like a travel log murder mystery type of thing. So you incorporate all the facts and it history of the specific place but maybe in a fictional theme we're open to suggestions okay so you never know so maybe somewhere like Woollenhall with its rich history of lot making uh yeah, the, the, the likes of the wool industry of Wolverhampton as well there could be some intrigue to be had there absolutely I mean if you take Warsaw they, I, I'm not sure if it's still there now but you had the leather museum so mm -hmm. something like that absolutely Woollenhall and Wolverhampton is a rich tapestry for history and heritage so anybody who's interested in that we're only free to talk to. And so you, with the work that you've done with the, uh, the, the lottery funding for this one, there is pots of money which can bring this to life. And it's great for the community, isn't it? It, it not only uh, brings some art in the much needed uh, space, but also gets people together as well and gets them talking. And it's that talking which can count, whether that be on Zoom or on, online these days, or whether we, you know, that extends out into real life once we're able to return to it. I think you're right. And I think, um, you don't realise how creative you can be with these wonderful things called computers. Zoom's <laughs> there for a reason. It gives us a chance. It brings people together. It's, it's immediate, it's safe, and it's creative as well. So absolutely. And, and theatre being a very much a, a people medium, theatre, which is pictures online, is kind of television. But actually, I think it goes past that when you look at the interactive stuff that you can do through uh, platforms like Zoom and, and things like Facebook Live even, whereby you can get feedback, people can talk into uh, the piece, you can share things with people. And I think theatre can be an online experience, can't it? Very much so. Very much. It, it, it's great for the voice, facial expressions. It, we also incorporate creative writing. It's also brilliant for very creative evaluation because you can do it there and then rather than relying on written reports and emails. You, 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 the immediacy of sharing about it and seeing what you can do there and then is, is very effective. So with this project that's happening, let's say, just over the Staffordshire border in Derbyshire at Sudbury and other work which is you know, at the moment just a potential in the mind of yourself and the rest of the team, yeah. uh, where, where do we got to find out more and how do people actually get involved in, in, uh, in this? Well, very soon you'll be able to see it up on our website, www.firedupthetre.co.uk. If people want to uh, find out more details, they can email me at uh, fireduptheatre at aol.com straight away and I'll send out some details. 
whatever. So uh, also on our Facebook page is Fired Up Theatre. We'll be posting things on there as well. So look at the details there, talk yeah. online and see what can happen. And uh, so you will be on site when things allow in Sudbury, getting yourself uh, ready for all yeah. this. And what, what's the building like? Because, I mean, if it's go we're going back well over 100 years and mostly disused since yeah. the 1930s, or has it had a second life in the past too? Yeah, no, it's, it looks like, um, it, obviously, it's, a, it, it's very much a shell sort of thing. It's a very small building. Um, but it looks very unique. Basically, there's nothing, I don't think, once restrictions are lifted slightly to stop people going to visit and have a look around. It's very sort of bought, cordoned off by um, uh, sort of safety railings and that. But it's I've actually been inside the building. Um, it's, it's very unique. It's difficult to describe unless you actually go there yourself. So hopefully... Uh, we can do that in the few, in not too distant future. Well, only up the road, and be great to to see how this project works out for you. Fired Up Theatre is what you're looking for on all the socials, and that you get a chance to interact with many of the pieces that they do over time. Simon Quinn, our Fired Up Theatre, thank you for joining us. Thank you. JP Riley has some fantastic new music out there very soon. He joins me now to tell me more about what's going on. Hello, sir. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. So, Bridge North based and sharing some brilliant music. You've got a single on the way, I believe. Yes, yeah, I have, yeah. What are all the details on that one? Fill us in on info just with that to start off with. The single itself is called um, the 23rd of April. And um, and it's kind of just... um, based around like um it's a, a, like I was I was at uni and I wasn't feeling very good in myself and I was kind of just wasting life away a little bit and I just kind of woke up on the titular date so you know it's it's not just a kind of oh it's being released on that date and all that kind of no it's it's um it's an actual thing and <laughs> um and it's um yeah it's it's um it's it's just uh the moment that I kind of put my flag in the sand and was just like, you know what, I'm going to do something with these really bad feelings that I was feeling at the time, like for myself and everything. So I just kind of put my put my flag in the right ground and, and said, I'm going to do something. And that's what came out of it, you know. So what is the release date then? The, so the release date is um, the 12th of March. This is confusing. Really confusing. This is really weird. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's it's not about the fact that it's called, you know, it's it's named after a date. It's more about the kind of... Uh, the meaning of the song and, and the all, all the different layers that kind of play a part in it. You, so yeah. Okay, so what can we expect? Because uh, I mean, I've heard your music before when you've been involved in other projects, and mm-hmm. you, you you enjoy playing good guitar, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I like playing guitar a lot, um, but I, I kind of um, got more into. Um, so when I left my last band, I got more more into kind of playing playing around with um like technology and Mm -hmm. um so recording technology and kind of um using lots of different kind of sounds and trying to make them sound like they're not that sound so for example um in this song i've got um a sample of like an acoustic guitar that i've reversed Mm -hmm. and then pitch shifted up and um, distorted really like lot and um and it sounds kind of more like um a shrieking or something it's it doesn't sound anything like the original sound it, it's 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 quite you know it's, i i like to think it's it's quite different so yeah i'm, I'm trying my best to be 
bit different, bit edgy, but it's it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. And <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, the work that you're doing on your own now, I mean, how how does that work? Because obviously, when, when people are in Vander and Vander have lots of ideas bouncing around, uh, and that sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't, and that's why sometimes bands disappear, and other times they you know get together and do even more. But even during the most yeah prolific times, even you know, the likes of Oasis, we know have had enough infighting, uh, less infighting, but uh, uh, just as much creativity from you, I'm going to guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so what, what happens with the, your music? How are you approaching it? Obviously, 23rd of April, we know, was uh, a day that made a difference. But how do you build on that? How do you rest, see the rest of the calendar year? With, with, with me, I kind of... Um, so I'll either come up with a guitar line or a you know or i'll find a cool sound that i want to put in like an escalator or something that sounds like something else and and um or i'll have some vocals and i'll kind of just shape the track around that one thing and um just you know structure it up um putting like okay so this section i really want to beef it up and make it you know just a really colorful kind of soundscape of texture whereas um other sections i'll be like oh well that kind of section i just want to bring it down and i just want to so you know, I, I just kind of vibe with the song a lot of the time. And um, so a lot of my lyrics kind of, um, especially with this one, I kind of just um, sing about how I'm feeling at that point. And I kind of, so it's almost like that every um, song that I've been writing recently, it's kind of more like a, you know, it's a, it's a staple in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I've done that. And I've moved on to that. And that was like, the, and you kind of just attach all these things that happen around that time to the songs. So if some people have a diary or a journal, and although I, I may be saying like I'm going to make a bad pun on the fact you've got a date as a song title, but it is very much like, like your diary being filled in and uh, the music tells that story of your life for that period of time. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. It's, it's just like attaching all these different experiences into one kind of, you know artistic kind of expulsion of whatever <laughs> yeah, it's just that's you know it's I, I just yeah it's um it's a lot of that so yeah and, and, and have you had a chance to do any solo stuff between lockdowns uh over the last 12 months the actual gigs um no no <laughs> no it's it's um it's been it's been really difficult i i i've been, I, you know i've um i kind of so the first lockdown, that was when I recorded um, this song and a collection of other songs that are going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just, and, and then I had all my finishing uni and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's, it, that was that was a busy time. And then the last lockdown, I was just kind of, you know, working and trying to get everything ready for these releases. Um, but I haven't managed to get any kind of live gigs in, especially, you know, the, the, the time doesn't really allow for it mm-hmm. and you never know what's going to happen I've, I've been trying so desperately to get out to venues and stuff but it's just not working well we're not <laughs> too far know. away hopefully from that sort of stuff returning uh, meanwhile are you doing any uh, online stuff and where do people find what you're doing online I'm, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and I've got a website and all that kind of thing it's um, JP Riley Music UK spell Riley um, for us uh, R. Riley 
R-I-L-E-Y. <laughs> Even you can't spell it, which is what cares. So R-I-L-E-Y is the spelling on Riley. J.V. Riley is what you're looking for. Click on the website, enjoy the music, and, and get a feel for, for you and your life and, and what's going on in your head. And I think it, it's, it's nice to share that, particularly with the guitar backing track and some fancy you know, work done around that too. It should be good fun. Yeah, indeed. Well, J.V., we're going to take a listen to the track now. Give it its, its full title as we head into it, please. I'll allow you to introduce it. Um, so I am J.P. Riley, and, uh, and this is this is the 23rd of April. J.P., great speaking to you. Thanks for joining us. Perfect. Thank you very much, Jason. It's the third time or the thousandth time I can't remember I feel deranged there's a box around my head and I can't get out I can't get out I can't get out It's the third time Why does it matter? It makes no difference Why can't I invigorate myself Find a meaning Why can't I Why can't I Why can't I Why can't I It's 3pm and I'm still in bed I'm wasting time away The hours just wonder Red Imp Comedy is back online on the 4th of March. To tell us more, Susan Murray joins us. Hello. Hello. 
How are we doing? Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're faking this really well. You're doing well. Uh, at, at time of recording, it's one of those things we should put a little disclaimer. Susan is a little bit hungover. But is, it, is that right? Is that fair? Maybe. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I did a gig with Russell Kane last night. <clears throat> and then I came off there and I went on and I did an Instagram live. And it turns out I rambled for an hour. And it was mainly um, Midlanders watching, which is really nice. So we had a big old reminisce about clubs in the black country that don't exist anymore like the sil like the silver web and scruples and, and jb's junk jb's and junction 10 all yeah. that stuff and then um and then somebody messaged me when you do know that new model army are doing a, a stream thing tonight so that's my favorite band so mm -hmm. i watched them and then i started watching lots of old punk bands like <laughs> till two in the morning <laughs> playing backgammon online listening to the ruts and the damned it was great <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so you're having fun which is what counts living the best yes. life and, and this all helps when it comes to, to your work as well i think it's vitally important uh to, to be troubled as a comedian in some way or form even if it is just listen to the new model army but uh <laughs> what, what is going on with the with the the reading comedy club because you, you're sort of heading into uh, uncharted realms of two online gigs a month well yeah i think during lockdown i think we can sustain because it, it takes me kind of two weeks to get the publicity up and running and mm -hmm. I it's I have a two-week build-up to my promotion um so I can do two a month now because there's not much else going on people are indoors I think they're probably up for watching two a month um and I've got a lot of regulars that that tune in so and also acts that weren't up for doing online stuff now are because it's been a year and they just want to tell their jokes you know what i mean yeah. even though it is you know obviously it's it, just the nature of doing a gig on zoom is it's a little bit odd but you know if you've got loads of jokes that you thought of because of the lockdown what are you going to do with them they're just going to sit and gather dust and then you know one day they'll be outdated so you might as well, you might as well use them up eh? it's like using your stock isn't it yeah well there's, there's a sell-by day <laughs> yeah, if you're not on mock the week you've got to find somewhere for it to go and not many people are on mock the week to be fair so it's a bit of a closed shop but uh it, it, it comedy is getting us through and i think yeah the 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 fact you say Zoom meeting things are a bit odd, I think we're more used to it now. And, and certainly you've got this yeah, honed to a T, haven't you, when it comes to producing these things online? Yeah, we've been doing them a while. And it's it's working out what works best because, you know, we we were doing Zoom with a front row, like, you know, a virtual front row. And then we were, we were broadcasting simultaneously on YouTube. But I think we're going to switch to an all Zoom method because I've, emceed a few of these gigs for other people and I've been on other people's shows and I think that the, the all zoom thing works because the people who just don't want their cameras on just switch them off and they're on the, the you know because it's you get like pages of people mm -hmm. depending on how many you've got so I reckon we'll probably have five pages and just the people who want to who want to interact and who want to be on the front row have their cameras on and, and I think zoom automatically organizes them onto the first page first and second page yeah so I think that'll work well and I was uh, the gig I did last night the promoter was telling me if you get the audience to turn their mics down to 20%, that works well. Because sometimes background noise, it can cut out a comic's punchline, yeah. um, which is really frustrating. So it's just working out the technical 
the technical way of, of, of having it set up, basically. Yeah, and as you're spotlighting your comics as well, that, that all helps with getting the tech to do what it needs to do. And yeah. they say, this is something people should not be scared of. This is a great way of enjoying a giggle. Uh, it's the only way you're going to get to see proper live comedy. And this is proper live comedy. Having been in on a, a gig with you, it is just absolutely fantastic. And you, 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 are, you work in the camera, you work in the audience, and it, it is just like the real thing, only people can't throw stuff at you. <laughs> Yeah, they can, they, well, they can heckle and they can just turn their camera off, can't they? But then we can mute them. So, you know, it's like they <laughs> give and take, isn't it? Yeah, it's something you, you'd love to do, I'm sure, sometimes in a venue. <laughs> yeah, it's just a pity we can't have that button in real life. Is it, can I just mute you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is so good fun. And who have you got lined up for your first gig in March on the 4th? First gig in March, we have got a big named TV comic that I'm not allowed to list. But he's already been mentioned, Taps knows. Um, and I'll vote, I've got, uh, there's a, he's a Comedy Store regular headliner called Mike Gunn. Mm-hmm. He's an ex-heroin addict. And if you go on Ko-Fi, Coffee, K-O-F-I, and type in Mike Gunn, he's got a load of, he, he wrote a whole show about um, being a heroin addict um, and coming off it, basically. And, mm-hmm. you know, his, his journey to, you know, cleaning up. And it's really, he's very dark, he's very sarcastic, um, and he's got like a, about 20 videos on there detailing it, and it's just, they're just hilarious. Go and have a look at that. Okay, he's fantastically funny. I've seen him working with Phil Butler in the past, so Mike Gunn is well worth a list. I know that. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, and I've got um, a, a girl called Alison June Smith, who's a Canadian comedian, and she's like multi-award winning, and she's just, she's brilliant. Really, and really, one of those warm delightful you know those people that you just instantly really like and she looks and sounds like a cousin of mine who's american actually but so every time i'm with allison i feel like i'm with family it's re- it's very weird <laughs> but she's yeah she's she's sound so i always try and like have the bills 50% women, 50% men. We're guaranteed it's going to be 100% funny, so make sure you're along for that. How do people find out about not only this gig, but the future stuff too? If they go to redimpcomedy.com, everything's on there. And there's some videos for you to watch, and there's a bit of information about the club. And obviously, the thing is, because it's online, you can watch from anywhere in the world. So, you know, if you're not in London or Walthamstow, then you can just just nip online and say hello to everyone basically yeah, well, this means your Midlands audience is growing as ever because whenever you're visiting you always get a fantastic turnout I know that from what I've seen I've been at your gigs uh, and uh, we've been missing out basically on our Susan Murray fix because you are down there in that there London and uh, it's, it's it's good to have you available uh, online and, and well worth getting involved and it, it, it's, it's nice for some of these comedians to be able to eat for a change isn't it yes we're all <laughs> We've all had a rather tough time of it. And everyone's, a lot of people are getting jobs. I mean, I've been working in a vaccine centre, which has been um, quite entertaining because I'm literally on the door going, we got AstraZeneca, we ain't got Moderna, you might get the Pfizer COVID jab. So, um, <laughs> you know, you've got to keep yourself entertained when you stood on the door. God, it was, it was minus four the other morning when I got, what I got, because we opened at eight, because like, they're doing like 900 people a day at this vaccine centre, so they're whizzing through them. Yeah. So, I um, mean, but it was minus four. Oh, I had like, I had like 16 layers on. I was like the Michelin woman. I could barely move. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully you are as you say keeping them entertained in the queue as they come through so it's the closest you're going to get to doing a gig and it's all for the over 70s at the moment I think we're on to over over 70s we're at at the minute aren't we over 60s now over 50s now you're doing down there yeah yeah and actually they've had to they've had to shut some of the days and close some of the hours because 
they're too far ahead. So they've had to they've had to slow the stem. Wow, that's impressive. It, but it is going well. Good to know you're part of that, as well as, of course, the comedy scene too. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of material once you're allowed to not name names but talk about it a bit more as time goes on. Meanwhile, for that, Susan, give us all those details again on how we find the Red Imp comedy gig for the 4th of March. Um, redimpcomedy.com on the website or Red Imp Comedy on Twitter or Red Imp Comedy on Instagram. So we're all on all, all of the socials. Just Google Red Imp Comedy and Red Imp Comedy, that is, um, and um, you'll find us. As ever, lovely to speak to you. Keep up the good work and I'll let you get back to your paracetamol. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jason. <laughs> Aaron Page has released a brand new single. It is out there in the wild, and he joins me now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Greetings. Are you all right? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Keeping out of trouble, which is what counts. And uh, waiting for, for new music for you, which we've been happy to sit around and wait for a little while, haven't you? I mean, and we haven't had a chance to see you busk out in real life as normal either. Yes, it's been a bit of a strange year, hasn't it? Uh, it's been a while since I've performed or, or busked. Um, so this has been a pleasant escape from the monotony of not being able to actually perform, you know, for people. Yeah, and, the, and bringing you know, some music out into the world is uh, is always a good way of doing it. It gets you uh, the opportunity to express yourself and tell us what you're thinking. So uh, tell us a bit about the track itself. Uh, so the album is called The Golden Age. Uh, the song that I'll do for you today is called It's In You. Um and the theme of the album, the theme of this song especially, is sort of trying to access the thing that's in you that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. So the Golden Age refers to a time where you felt completely completely alive. You might have a memory where you look back and you think, I had no inhibitions at that time. I was completely happy. We all have our different form of the Golden Age. <laughs> um so that that is the sort of the, the recurring theme. And yeah, It's In You is sort of trying to pinpoint what it is in you that makes you you, that, that little spark of beauty that only you have. That's something I was trying to muster up the words to describe in vain, maybe. <laughs> well, this is where you get to do it in song, though, and the, and the music helps uh, make a difference, and whereas you might try and use ten words to describe it in conversation, you've got a whole three-minute track to be able to go at it with to get that an idea across. Uh, and music is a great way of spreading ideas, and you talk about this golden age, I mean, it will be different for everyone, but you can look back to when you were a kid, possibly, and uh, for me, it was you know, the, the, the coveting of the Etch-A-Sketch. Uh, for you, it may well have been a mobile phone you were uh, desperate for. <laughs> Oh, I think I, w- I could have gladly bypassed the mobile phone. So was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with a typewriter and a notepad, frankly. So you're, but you're then a bit old school. That, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now. So <laughs> yeah, the technology does the job and makes it a, a, a bit more interesting. But what really drove you to do this? Was it, was it the lack of being able to, to go out and perform and the, and the need for that creative outlet? Because yeah, I mean, you're normally pretty prolific as it comes to, to, to busking and personal appearances and the like. Uh, yeah. Whereas uh, you, you gig, but you also do the, uh, the, the, the busking thing too. And I think you probably get a different sort of experience when you do both of those. Yes, and I think as a songwriter, what we tend to do is when we're writing, we draw... We do draw in from how we feel, but we also write because of our experiences. It plays a big part 
in your writing process. So someone who doesn't live, someone who has a boring life will probably be a pretty bad songwriter. They don't have much source material. Um, and yes, I think with, with this lockdown and with the situation, it's made writing a little bit different in the sense that it's all based on how I feel. It's all based on ideas as opposed to this is a song about when I kissed someone or this is a song about a burger that I ate. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a slightly different ball game right now in the sense that it's all, it's all just make-believe. But that's fine. I like that. Yeah, but a chance to be creative uh, from every angle and, uh, and and share a story that way. And so, it, yeah, it, it is telling a tale, something that may not be uh, legitimate experiences, but sort of drawn out of uh, things that you've done. And when you're busking, you do see it all, don't you, out on the streets? Yeah, it's a beautiful experience, and I wish I wish that I could get across what it's like to busk because you have such a instead of a passive, static audience where they're sat in one place listening, having hundreds, sometimes thousands of people walk past you every day. You're constantly changing what you're doing. You constantly get different feelings and emotions from the music. Um, it's a very unique experience, busking. It's a very, it's very, very fulfilling. And the little things count. You know, if you see a couple start to hold hands as they're walking past to some soppy love song, or if you see a child just start to dance, those are the little things that make it all seem pretty worthwhile in the end. <laughs> and no doubt become the uh, uh, the subject of a song somewhere along the line in some way or form too. So, uh, yeah, they, they get to be immortalised at the same time as having listened to some lovely tunes as they come past. And I mean, do you busk with much of your own material as well? Do you throw a few in? Yeah, I try, I try to mix it up. Um, I will, of course, do a lot of covers and a lot of versions of other people's songs, but I definitely try to change it up. And I think in areas where I've busted more, people become more aware of the fact that I'm, I am a songwriter, that I have my own songs that I want to play. And people love it. I, you know, I, I'm happy to say that from busking, a lot of people have become involved with my music. With the EP launch yesterday, so many people were messaging me with this this wonderful way of support. Um, and I, I, I owe a big, big chunk of that to Busking, well, to be honest. We're going to take a, a listen to one of the tracks from that EP now, as you say. So give us the full introduction again and uh, you grab the guitar and bring us some music. Yes, I need to grab the guitar. It's just in front of me. Um, so this is called It's In You uh, and it's a song about what it is that's in you that makes you you or us us, what it is that makes the world tick. So let's find out what makes Aaron Aaron as he performs for us a song from his brand new EP. We'll get the details on where you can find that online in a moment or two's time. Uh, but first of all, Aaron, take it away. Can you imagine? A place where no one's scared A place where no one's lost In the dust Can you imagine A dream you don't wake up From where the ocean flows Through us And what would it look like 
Would it even be open lights? Would it even be something you can see? Or is it a feeling? Is it quiet thoughts? Is it the bridge from you to me? Do you remember people you used to along when you were still delicate and alone? Or are you too busy being so self-absorbed to notice the beauty of this right? An army of prowling ghosts on the earth Would they still write poems Or even be amused But they'd be anything at all Thank you for that fantastic sounding song. Uh, a whole EP of them is available. Tell us all the details and where we can get that. It is available on all major platforms. So you can get it from Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, absolutely anywhere you can buy music. Uh, you'll find this. Just type in Aaron Page and the Golden Age. You'll, you'll find me. And uh, the, the, uh, the, the fact that it rhymes was intentional. I had no idea. There you go. Aaron Page in the Golden Age. Something to look out for. Not really unintentional. <laughs> well, nice to see that moment of dawning, which is cool. But, I'm glad uh, you noticed. <laughs> give us the spellings on Aaron and Page for us. So it's A double R A N and Page like a book. P A G E. Yeah, and I had enough trouble sending you an invite uh, to this uh, this chat because autocorrect kept changing everything. So do not be uh, too alarmed if autocorrect needs a bit of a kick in to build. me to be Sharon. <laughs> He's not Sharon, he is Aaron. And then Sharon something... Page was not available today. No, that doesn't work. But <laughs> thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work and we look forward to hopefully seeing you in real life busking on a street near us soon. 
Fingers crossed. Thank you very much. I hope so. Wayne from That Is Beyond started a fitness journey some time ago working with TPM Health and Fitness. He is now keeping that journey going on its own and he joins me now for a chat about how he got to where he is. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. I trust we find you well. Yeah, very, very well, thank you, on this great uh, morning. Well, yeah, it's quite nice to get some good weather because that makes you feel fresh about life. And I think that's a fresh view on life, which has really got you started because uh, you, you, you sort of changed your outlook. You started off not thinking that you could change the way you, you looked and uh, you sort of really pulled yourself into building quite a bit of body confidence. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I, I was very lucky. I had... Um, obviously, as you mentioned, Tom from TPM Health and Fitness to sort of get that, that journey started. But I had started losing some weight. Um, I was feeling sort of quite confident with that. And then I thought, well, actually, I need to use this as the push to move myself forward. I've been a big guy all my life, really, um, and didn't think it could really change. So um, it was it was that step getting Tom that really got my foot in the door really and I honestly didn't think that I could love being at the gym I was one of those people I would make myself go um fairly irregularly I wouldn't really get much out of going to the gym at all and um it was sort of that focus and knowing what I was doing that really started my love of the gym um and I'm missing it so badly at the moment because lockdown has not been easy uh, I know from your personal circumstances that you are now between roles uh, and uh, that has in, in some ways it's given you uh, more opportunity to, to look after yourself and think more about you but equally it's given you the opportunity too to, to look at maybe becoming a bit of a social media influencer and to really talk about your journey and you've been doing that through your Instagram pages yeah I have the thing is about my uh, my blog I started many years ago, um, just as a sort of creative outlet. I was uh, working in the theatre industry, but I was sort of doing administration and management rather than the stage bit, which is what I trained to do many years ago. Um, so I started the blog as a creative outlet, but I've actually found throughout lockdown that it's been a good opportunity for me to share my experience. Um, not only, well... Yeah, all of my experiences, really. I'm, I'm really quite open on my blog, and I, that was something that I always said I would be. Um, at first, it was about maybe getting pictures or finding fashion for bigger guys, because that market wasn't really out there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's sort of come into sort of appreciating my mental health um, and other people's mental health that are around you. So I think sometimes when you don't see that people are experiencing the same things as you are, um, you can feel sort of alone or a bit... Um, like you're different to everyone else but actually everyone's going through a struggle at the moment and so I try to be quite open and sort of encourage people to speak up and and talk about their problems because there's just so much going on in the world to cope with at the moment you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but I mean you you, you make this journey with your wife and child and they get to feature too periodically and uh, it, it is about that whole picture as you say yeah, it is. I mean, this is, uh, I always say this is my life and my experience. You know, I don't I don't try and impress that this is a, um, a way you should be or how you should live your life. This is just how I am and how my family are. Um, and that has its own challenges. Um, you know, I know lots of people who are alone during lockdown and that's been really tough for them. Um, 
but my challenges have been experiencing homeschooling, um, you know, having a relationship within those four walls and not being able to go anywhere else, really. Um, so there is many positives, um, but there are also some negatives. And, you know, we all ride that wave uh, in a different manner, but we're all on that same wave. So um, I love sharing what I do with my family. I, you know, I spend a lot of time with my son um, uh, through homeschooling, but also uh, weekends. We love getting out and out and about in the countryside, enjoying each other's company. He's my best mate, really, and he's almost five. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, really. <laughs> I, I, the younger heart, I think we'll stick with that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is uh, a bit of a giggle with what you're doing as well. And also what you're posting. I mean, you're, you're posting a lot of, of injuries of yourself. I mean, we all know, anybody who's seen your blog know you love your underwear. And uh, you, you share that. What do you miss this, right? The number of pictures that, if, if you, that appear online in your pants? <laughs> I think she was a bit surprised at the beginning. But um, <laughs> again, it's all been the been part of the journey she she actually she's very supportive obviously um i probably wouldn't do it if she wasn't uh -huh. um but yeah it all started it really started out from being a bigger guy and just it being on instagram and not really seeing images of bigger guys out there um and i sort of had got to the stage where i'd lost a little bit of weight but i was still much bigger than i am now and i just wanted to uh, underwear brands to sort of understand that what they're putting out there with uh, male model bodies wasn't representative of the men who were buying their product on the most part. Mm. Um, and so it sort of started out as my little revolution. A bit. <laughs> and um, it sort of worked a little bit. And not only I, but I've seen other guys featured with underwear brands and working with brands who aren't model size anymore. Um, and that's, that's a really great thing because... You know, I think women have it much, much worse than men generally, but actually the, the branding doesn't fit for your everyday man anymore. Um, and I think it is important that we, we need to do that. Um, and we need to appreciate that we're not, we've not all got abs. I certainly don't have them even now. Um, and that we want to see people with our faces and our body shapes in the clothing and that clothing be available. And I think underwear brands have come a long way with that. And often, you know, it's, it is a case of, it's, it's seen as a bit dowdy. The brands which suit the fuller figure uh, are always ex as exciting. And I think that that's where you started from and, and something you continue to crusade for. Exactly that, yeah. And, you know, as much as I've lost weight and, and this has been a good thing for me, confidence-wise, um, I still want brands to be representative of everyone out there because I think when you feel more inclusive, that's so much better for everyone's mental health. And, you know, um, just because you're a bigger size doesn't mean you can't look great in underwear or any fashion for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, it's just about availability and cost, I think. Yeah, well, uh, so you, you're certainly having fun online doing all of that. I mean, did you have favourites when it comes to this sort of thing? I try not to play favourites uh, with them. I sort of just dress as I'm in the mood um, for each day, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, no, there's loads of great brands at the moment. I've recently um, bought some Jack Adams, uh, which is an American brand, which I hadn't, uh, hadn't bought before. Um, I love classic Calvin Klein's, um, you know, with all those uh, images from the 90s. Um, I just think you can't go wrong with a classic pair. And then there are um, other brands, which uh, things like Box and Basque, which are fairly new. Um, when I say, well, well, Basque is, a, is about a year and a half old, I think. I think Box is a bit older. Um, but they're doing great new things. You know, I, what I think is great is the colours coming in. We're really getting a change in design. I think 
many years ago, you were looking at just a basic brief or a basic boxer, and that was your choice. And whichever brand you got it in, they were all sort of similar. But we're seeing different shapes and support and uh, lots more design going into these tiny items. So I think that's a real positive move forward as well. So I think that um, the best underwear drawer probably has a whole mix of brands and a whole mix of styles in it as well. So if people want to find out more about you on, and your blog and see you on Instagram, what are they looking for? Uh, so my handles for everything is that is beyond um, all one word. It can have capitals or not capitals, I think. Um, but yeah, I guess if you're looking at my stuff, you're looking for an honest guy who is not afraid to say it as he sees it. Um, you're looking, there's some underwear pics on there, um, selfies, family life, and just sort of trying to live life for the fullest in this lockdown at the moment. And um, there will no doubt when uh, the world is back up and running be lots of theatre stuff on there as well, because that is my background. So. Yeah, fingers crossed we'll not be too far away from seeing theatre again. That would be amazing. Oh, Wayne, yeah. that is beyond. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Tom Withers has been working on some music. He joins me now to share some of it with us. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? Well, good to see you. I'm good, thank you. And uh, uh, obviously, we have uh, had our paths crossed in a number of different guises for you musically, uh, the icon being one of them. Uh, what's going on there at the moment? Because of a certain uh, situation, um, the Unfortunately, we haven't been able to play in our usual venues, which are sort of like uh, pubs, uh, clubs. We've done, you know, sort of out and about. And uh, obviously, because of, like everyone getting to the age where we're all kind of going different paths, it's been hard to still be going. But we're still going. Um, and I'm pretty sure we got some gigs lined up for when... Um, everything gets back to normal and we can get back out there. So. Yeah, when normality returns, the icon will be there. But in the meantime, uh, releasing a, a few bits of music and sharing some stuff online. So what have you been up to? Uh, to be honest, I've been... Well, I was uh, furloughed from work, so then I was left sort of doing nothing, um, which basically why I sort of decided I need to start writing again and because I kind of... Went for a stage of just doing nothing, really. No no working, no music, just sort of chilling out. And then I thought, well, it'd be good to actually start writing again. And, you know, I thought, why not take, take advantage of the time while I got it, really? Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, uh, the, the, your lack of stuff to do is to our gain because uh, you, the, the music is sounding good and uh, people are enjoying that. You're getting some good feedback. And I know you've been uh, sharing a few bits and pieces online, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Bits on Instagram, bits and pieces, sort of covers. Um, as I say, I've been releasing a couple of singles. Um, and basically just trying to get back out there, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so what's it like trying to get there and do this? Because, I mean, you, you're not even 20 yet, are you? No, no, no. And you've been on the scene since you were what? Is it 12, 13, something like that, playing music? Yeah, when, yeah years and years ago, yeah, definitely. I, was, I remember introducing you at a gig would has got to be at least eight years ago. Yeah, I, I think it, you, you, must be, you must be somewhere in the ballpark there, definitely. It's frightening how long you've been doing this stuff, and uh, I suppose this is the reason you get to be as good as you are, because you've been doing it for so long, even though you are not even 20 yet. Oh, thank you, but... Yeah, I suppose I've had a lot of experience um, performing and 
writing and doing all that stuff. So I suppose a lot of work has gone into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what sort of prompted you to do this sort of stuff in the first place? Because with the rest of the gang, I, mean, you, I know you've got a group of mates who enjoy the music, but I mean, with, you've done Amdram stuff as well. So what, what all sort of made all this happen? Yeah, I did a bit of acting. Uh, that, that was like the start of it, really. I did that when I was like seven. And then, I don't know, as we got to about the 12, 13 mark, I sort of... I don't know, I suppose it's when the hormones kicked in. I decided music and rock and roll was a lot better. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been all sorts of things, including a massive gig in Belgium. Yeah, we did a... Uh, that was with the, the icon who I was on about earlier. We actually did a... Um, we did the Beatles Festival in Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, which actually is a global sort of thing. You know, you get all different countries. And then... Um, Basically, some Belgian promoter came up to us and he was like, um, you know, he says, oh, come to Belgium and do our festival. And obviously, we sort of laughed it off and we almost sort of joking with him. We said, yeah, well, you you pay for the flights, you know, all that sort of thing. And he actually says, yeah, I'll pay for, you know, we'll we'll ship you over there. He says, no, all expenses paid if you pay the show. So... Yeah, that was a great gig. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of fun. A chance to perform in front of a huge audience. And so this is, you, you played the Rude Music Festival as well and messed about on stage, having some great fun. And I say all this before your 20th birthday and loads more to come. So uh, what, what happens next then? Because you, you've got your own music, which is sort of appearing now. So what, how's it going to work? Well, basically, it's so it'll sort of be like, I'll still, I'll still always be in with the boys, but then this is sort of like, where I get to do what I want to do more like, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So still enjoy doing that stuff, but sometimes it's nice to do my own little thing. So, which is why I'm releasing a, it's a new album coming out next month. Um, the title of the album is going to be, this is the first time it'll be heard actually. The title is going to be Bellarine. That's the title of the album. Okay, explain that one for me. Uh, well, basically, it's not as it's not as smart as it sounds. Actually, there's a there's a really cheap bottle of wine that I discovered in <laughs> lockdown, uh, and it's all it's basically a knockoff version of a Lambrini. That's the reason for it. It's it, it's fueled the music writing, and uh, that's how it all works. There, hey, you, you're going to play a song for us live now, aren't you? What are we going to hear? Yeah, um, this is going to be my uh, last single uh, called "Stay Away," but it's also showing on the album next month. I get embarrassed to say I miss you Because I know you don't miss me too What am I supposed to do When all you want to do is stay away I still love the little 
to me he won't care about you so what am i supposed to do when all you want to do is stay away i'll stay away i'll stay away Thank you very much, Tom. Excellent work. Uh, we look forward to the uh, the whole album on its way in March. And uh, give us all your details of your socials and how else we find you online. Um, so it's Tom Withers with three S's on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's Tom Withers, S-S-S. <laughs> um, on Facebook, you can get me at just Tom Withers. Um, Spotify, Tom, just Tom Withers again. Yeah. And that's pretty much all the that's all the uh, the social media I use. Okay, fantastic. Find you there. Also, as you say, you're, Spotify is a place for the music. You'll be able to get the whole album on there and add it to a playlist or two. And make sure you enjoy the fruits of your labours and your sensibly consumed alcohol consumption. That's it. Yeah. Because uh, we, we we only want you to be drinking responsibly. Tom, always yeah. good to catch up with you. Looking forward to hopefully seeing you at a gig in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but have a good time and keep the music coming. Thank you. Cheers, Jason. This Thursday's LGBT plus Sparkle meeting involves a talk with the Samaritans from Wolverhampton. Tell us more. I'm joined now by Paul Ryder from LGBT plus Sparkle and Gray from the Samaritans of Wolverhampton. Hello to you both. Hiya. All right, thank you, Jason. Yeah. Right, we're all good here. So, uh, first of all, Paul, this is the latest in your series of talks, and this time you're looking once again at mental health. Yes, because um, um, it's still time to talk um, around mental health, and I just thought it'd be nice just to invite the Samaritans, which they gladly agreed, and Gray will be talking to LGBT Sparkle this Thursday. So, Gray, tell us a bit about your role in the Samaritans in Wolverhampton. Um, so I'm one of the deputy directors of the branch, and so along with taking calls and emails, um, I, I do a lot of publicity and communications and outreach um, to try and raise awareness of who we are, that it's OK to pick up the phone, it's OK to talk, and it's OK to not be OK. Yeah, and I think that's the only important part of that message. Uh, you should never be afraid to talk to somebody about your situation. And the Samaritans allows you to do that anonymously in a way that you know you're not going to be judged. And they can also signpost you to other help should you need it. Yeah, absolutely. So if um, we're, we're in a, a call with you and um, it becomes aware to us that we think that you may benefit from speaking to another organisation that, that, that we kind of... Um, have a, a signposting um, list with then we will signpost you to to get additional support but that doesn't mean you're not able to continue to talk with us we absolutely want to be there for you um, and to listen it's just that we're also able to provide that extra support by saying you you might benefit from speaking to them what do you think about that mm -hmm. and go down it that way yeah, so providing options that may not have been obvious previously. And uh, really, it's, it's just that chance to have a, a, an ear to listen. And so without judgment, without anybody having to say, well, you know, you, you're doing right or wrong in your situation. It's really to, to listen, to, to talk through so somebody can explore how they feel about how they feel. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really important to know that not just a select few people have mental health 
everybody has mental health it's a spectrum and we all fluctuate on that spectrum and so it's okay if you're feeling down or or you're not feeling yourself it's okay to pick up the phone and phone a friend a family member or the Samaritans if you feel like there's nobody there for you you're not on your own because you have the Samaritans so you're able to give us a call it's free and it doesn't even show up on phone bills you don't have to have credit on your phone to phone us it's absolutely there for you for whatever you don't have to be suicidal we just want to be there for you for yeah. whatever you're going through. you can be anywhere on the scale that you need to talk to somebody and there is somebody available there on the end of the phone uh, having local branches as well i think that really helps people get to understand that the person on the other phone line may well understand your background and your social circumstances and who you are from being around here and you know I, th I think that is sort of a reassuring thing about the Samaritans as well. Yeah I mean when you come through to the Samaritans we can't say exactly what branch you will come through to mm -hmm. but there are those occasional moments where you do get through to your local branch and you're glad because all of a sudden, you know somebody that that understands your, your geographical location and you can kind of say, oh, I'm struggling because X, Y and Z. But that doesn't mean to say that whoever you go through to, if it's not from your local branch, they won't support you any more or any less. Like we, we all of our branches work together and we've got quite a lot of branches throughout the whole of the UK, um, 201 branches. So you could end up speaking to somebody else and 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 be be as as supported as if you came mm -hmm. through to us obviously we're biased we're warhampton <laughs> samaritans we, we like to think we are the best but really you know we're no more and we're no less we're, we're all the same mm -hmm. and we will support you absolutely 110 percent as best as we can and samaritans are doing such good work and is it just on the phone these days or can you get in touch in other ways too um, so we do have more more ways to get in in touch. Um, obviously, we have the phone, which um, our our phone number um, is one one six one two three. You can email us. So if if for example you're hard of hearing or um, you just don't like talking on the phone, you can email us at joe at samaritans .org. Um, If you are somebody who prefers to write letters that we, we have an address that you can write letters to and we are currently updating some of our service and there will be uh, new features coming soon and different ways to, to contact us as well so that's one to keep eyes peeled for. But all to help people to have an ear to talk to, uh, an email address to write to, and yeah. to, to, to get non-judgmental conversation. Uh, as, as you say, you may be able to offer advice on, on where else you can go to, but you are talking to a layperson. You talk to someone like you, which is, I think, what is important. We're human beings on the phone supporting human beings, and it's really nice to just be a human that can give people like time, undivided attention, empathy, and, you know, we're not robots we, we we have lots of training that we go through before we get to answer the phones so we are trained to listen and be there for you but the fact that we're a human i think it, it, it's we all long for a human connection and and during that call or the email or, or letter you're having that human connection and you know we're supporting you to make the decisions that that you want to make
And I, I assume, uh, because it's been a, a terrible situation for everybody, that lockdown has meant there's been more pressure on your work and more people needing to talk and probably change the sort of things they've spoken about. Um, yes, uh, yes and no. As Samaritans, we always are busy. We always have our phone line, lines ringing and that hasn't changed throughout the last year or so. What has changed is um, a lot of people having their mental health um feel like it, it's got worse because of covid and the lockdown restrictions and so things that that might not have ordinarily um, made somebody frustrated or angry is making them frustrated and angry a lot quicker and so um, we are having more people talk about covid and talk about how it's affected them and uh, rightly so it's affected everybody in in many many different ways mm-hmm. We just are there as ever to listen um, and be non-judgmental and provide that emotional support. Um, but our phone lines are always ringing off off the hook, always. But say so there is someone there to help, whether you're using a mobile pay phone or whether you're actually on the, the landline at home when you're able to. Uh, you know, the, it is a safe place for you to go to, to talk. As you said, it is free. It won't show up on bills. And it has got a sp- very specific phone number. So give us that number again. Yeah, so it's 116123. 116123 is the number for the Samaritans. If you wish to support them, uh, whether it be financially or otherwise, uh, you can, of course, get in touch. And the Wolverhampton branch would be a, a focal point for us. Yes. Um, so if you do want to donate to us, and, and we would obviously be very thankful, um, you can head over to the Samaritans um, webpage and you're able to actually select which branch you want your money to go to. So if you um, selected Wolverhampton, it would come to Wolverhampton. But if your hometown is somewhere different and you want to support that branch, um, then you can select that branch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can choose whichever one, or you can choose just to donate generally um, to, to the charity as a whole. Yeah, and do some fantastic work. And during your talk on Thursday, you'll be able to explain a bit more to people about how uh, the calls route through and what actually happens and give them an insight into the way in which people can help once more. And uh, so you've been able to talk about that in a, in a group forum with people this week. Will uh, spread that word? And it's, it's making sure that word is out there that's important. Yes, absolutely. And um, a, a lot of people don't actually know what the Samaritans are or what we do. And, and they think that we're like a, a religiously affiliated um, charity, which we're not. We're just people here who want want to listen. Um, and we were founded by um, Dr. Chad Vara, who was a man willing to listen with a phone. And it literally started with one man and a phone. Um, and now we've got 201 branches so we are 24 7 service open 365 days a year and raising awareness for that hopefully we'll we'll be able to spread the word that there's somebody there no matter what yeah from one phone and one person to many thousands of people helping hundreds of thousands each year and uh, excellent work it is too so paul you have your talk this coming thursday as it's all part of the lgbt plus sparkle program and surrounding the community and as you said mental health awareness at the minute where do people go to to find out more about your group and come along and join um you can follow us on facebook it's lgbt sparkle wolverhampton um, if you want to join our um, Facebook page, obviously it's a private group, but um, I will let you join the group if you want to. But you can find us on Facebook easy. 
So basically search for LGBT plus Sparkle. You can then request to join the group. From there, you can see all the events that are going on. If you wish to join to particularly see Gray and the team from Samaritans in Wolverhampton this week, they would very much like to have you along. But for now, both of you, thank you for joining us. All right. Thank Cheers. you. Thanks, Jason. Bye. Bye. With Trentham Live taking place from the 3rd through to the 5th of September and the wonderful events of the Sunday which features Calabro, it is going to be an amazing outdoor music festival. To tell me more, I'm joined now by Tom and Jamie from Calabro. Hello boys. Hello. Hello. Jamie, uh, tell us a, a bit about uh, the joy that you guys have got appearing on this bill because it's quite a lineup, isn't it? And uh, yourselves being one of the big draws here. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. I mean, it's been quite a... Um a year uh, to be honest with you so we're really looking forward to getting back in front of people again and to be doing so with such lovely uh, lovely fellow peers is really nice we've actually worked with um, Alfie and Jai before so uh, that's going to be a really nice little reunion and um, we're, we're looking forward to get back on stage we haven't done a we've been quite lucky to do one or two concerts together that have been streamed mm-hmm. um, but apart from that, it's nothing like what we're normally uh, putting out every single year, live-wise. So getting back on stage in front of an audience in person is going to be really nice. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic Sunday. And I think the music's got a great feel for that day of the week. And uh, Tom, uh, I mean, what is it, five albums under the belt now? A tour that should have happened last year that's been moved forward. But uh, still a great time for, for music generally because there are so many people just sort of sitting back enjoying and listening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I know especially for us, um, our fans and the people who follow our music have been so, so supportive um even through these hard and trying times i think it just goes to show that you know um people love music people love connecting uh to something connecting to an emotion through song and that's what we try and do um so yeah everybody's just been just had a great spirit throughout this whole process throughout this whole time yeah and and with the the music you perform i mean musical theater is something that people have missed seeing you know the shows in their entirety to be able to get a massive fix of some fantastic musical theatre music from yourselves at any one time, that's good. It's, good. it's got to be good, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people have missed it, haven't they? And I think that what anything that this year has shown, I mean, we've seen this um, on our live stream concerts, the reaction the fans have had when we've been able to just perform for them live in some capacity. Um, people have really genuinely missed it and they're hungry to be back and... I think there's something about an experience that you have when an artist performs in in front of you, and we we have that similar experience when there's an audience in front of us. Um, I think people are really hungry for that. It, it does bring the music to life, and I, I think this is one of the, the joys of, of theatre. I mean, you play a large number of theatre-style venues, and you know, the, the the songs that you select uh, really make a difference. Equally, you know, you, it must be great being part of that music-making process as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, musical theatre is such a great genre because, uh, as I said, it, it makes people feel emotions. It's like I know, like a lot of the charts are very. Um, happy uplifting songs but um it's the complexity uh in musical theater that you hear like the the sorrow the joy 
um, the loss, the gain, all that kind of stuff that, that speaks out to people the most. When you are putting together an album, uh, how do these song choices come about? Quite a funny um, process for us. I mean, the last album, which was album number six, was the Christmas album that we released. See, and I wasn't and... counting that one because that, you know, <laughs> because it's uh, it's outside <laughs> of your usual genre. Everybody has a house has a Christmas album, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, that one we've always wanted to do a Christmas album. That one was slightly easier because um, obviously we're more confined to like one genre of of music. Whilst musical theatre spans so many different kinds of shows, and there's such a wealth of catalogue in there that mm-hmm. both new and old that we can pick from. So we tend to have some, I don't know, some form of theme. I mean, the first two albums were very much um, contributed to by Psycho and Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had l- sort of significantly less creative control and control of the song choices for those. And then when we formed our own record label, um, it, it for the third and fourth albums, they were very much songs that we were all musical theatre and just wanted to do. Um, the fifth record was with BMG and um, it, that was actually a lovely process, but it was all love songs um, and less about musical theatre. So it depends. If it's us, we tend to kind of just all pick like 10 favourite songs and then we'll sit and shortlist them and have a little meeting. If it's a label, it's like a 50-50. Sometimes the fans pick them as well. Like on our third album, Home, the fans picked most of the songs for that we that we kind of decided to shortlist them but they suggested all of the songs uh, but when it comes down to say uh, the, the love songs on uh, love like this uh, i mean my heart will go on i mean that yeah celine dion and you, you you have an idea how that sounds but you guys can make anything your own can't you uh, we've always said uh, we love taking songs that are solo songs and changing them into four-part harmony i, I think we just at this point, I think we just have a knack for it. Um, it's lovely, especially for us, because we get to sing songs that sometimes we might not be able to do as a solo artist. Um, we did Defying Gravity, uh, which we were trying to do for quite a long time, and obviously a female solo song. Um, but nobody had ever really done it mm-hmm. in a male four-part harmony before, so we kind of took it by the reins, and eventually we... Uh, we got it to a point where we we really liked what we had with it um and yet as you said it's just something unique and something fun for us and as an audience something that they've never heard before and clearly you boys enjoy it. i mean we, we catch you now in relaxed style but uh, i mean jamie you guys do dress up properly for this don't you you take that bit seriously well it would be rude not to <laughs> um we We've sort of been very much known when we were first on the show, obviously we went out and it was surprising to everyone because we were in completely casual dress, um, which was not really something that we'd intended to do. We were just, you know, normal guys. But I think, well, normal is is an operative word. But I think um, we since then, obviously, just when we won the show and we had the first album, we just, if you look at the first album cover, we're not in suits, we're in casual stuff. And I think we just felt like we wanted to just kind of smarten it up a bit and it was entirely a decision on our behalf and we just felt quite strongly about it and then ever since then it's this this kind of suit idea is sort of stuck but i think we um we often do dream of doing a tour not having three or four suits and then maybe doing something <laughs> slightly more casual so, so we're looking forward to the collabora the pajama years yeah that'd be lovely we'd love <laughs> we'll that just all come out tour. in we'll all come out in ball gowns just like swishing them around tour. 
All of these sound like brilliant ideas. Maybe you want to try some of this out at uh, Trenton Live, just as a bit of a treat. Maybe not, actually. Give the fans what they are used to and they're expecting because it's going to be an amazing, fantastic night of music. As you say, with Jai and Alfie Bow, as well as you guys on the bill, it's going to be truly awesome. A fantastic full weekend. Tickets via Ticketmaster. Just search for Trenton Live and you could be there having a brilliant time in September 2021 when the music will be back and if anybody can bring it back in its full you know hit of sound it is you lads in Calabro. Tom, Jamie, thank you both for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Well that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 610 next week. And if everything goes to plan, we got a quite a treat. As we've got someone coming along who might be too sexy for the show. Tell you about that then. See you soon. Turn off for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.